In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a phrase you have now heard in this liturgy three times. We sang it in the processional hymn. It was used in the collect for the day. And a few minutes ago, we heard it again in the epistle from St. Paul to the Romans. And it is this phrase. Let us lay aside, or as the hymn said, let us cast away the works of darkness. Darkness is a wonderful metaphor for so many things. It is an often used metaphor for sin, like our epistle and collect and hymn expressed. It is an expression for us, we sometimes use whenever we are lost in our way. And we, are, we say that we have a feeling that we are lost in darkness to express utter frustration at the current situation. We sometimes talk about movies and books as having dark content. And as we approach the month of December, we look forward to the winter solstice on the 21st day. Those shortest day and the longest night of darkness before the days slowly begin to lengthen until midsummer day in June. So what does this casting away darkness have to do with Advent and Christmas? And all the wonderful things that we enjoy and look forward to in this season. The answer to that is both simple and hard. It's about preparing for the coming of the Messiah, the anointed of God, the Christ who has come, who is come, and who will come again. We look back in time to the first coming of the Messiah as the baby born in a stable in Bethlehem. And then we remember our own baptisms and our confirmations and the other times that we realize God's presence is close to and near to us. And we look with expected hope for the final, the coming of Christ in glory at some point in the future. Be it through a manifestation worthy of all the Oscars in a highly imaginative film or when we breathe our last breath in this world and rest in the peace of Christ. However, regardless of what we are looking forward to or waiting upon, we are given a command, a mandate to follow. Cast away the works of darkness. Perhaps we need to revisit what works of darkness truly are. Simply put, the works of darkness are anything that draw us away from God, away from our calling to be children of light. We can visit several passages in both the Old Testament and the New, but if we settle in on this passage and a corresponding one in Galatians, we find lists of vices and sins that are the works of darkness, a few of them including drunkenness and debauchery, jealousy, bad tempers, and all sorts of gross indecency and disagreements. So what is it about these sins, these missteps, these wrongdoings that are so awful, so dark and deadly 
Well, part of the problem with them, as it is with any sin, is that it can and often does lead to other sins because our sense of hurt and anguish about them is diminished. We sometimes talk about the deadly sins. And what we must always remember about them is that they're deadly not because if you do them once, you'll likely lose your salvation today if you get angry, for instance, but rather that they are like poison that slowly kills you over time, like a poison that your body learns to depend upon, or it can't function without it sometimes. And what happens is if we're not careful about them, we find ourselves even excusing them. Everything from, I was feeling particularly vulnerable yesterday, or I was frustrated, to, well, it was only a little white lie, or one drink isn't going to hurt much really now, or if he can't take a joke about his race, well, he just needs to get over it, to it's not my fault that they got angry at me for me hurting them. It's only an activity between two consenting adults. Advent is a season of preparation, a time to put things in right order. Imagine, if you will, preparing your home for a most welcomed guest. If you knew that your best friend was visiting from out of town, or the parents of your bride-to-be were coming in, or even if someone who just happens to be world-renowned would be staying at your house, what would it take to make sure everything was ready for their arrival? Are the dishes done and put up? Is the silverware polished and ready for dinner? Are the cobwebs out of the corners? What about the guest room? Are the sheets clean, the closets in order? Is the carpet vacuumed? If we think about our hearts as the lodging of the king, the place where Christ himself dwells, then Advent is a time to reflect with intention about the status of where we keep Jesus in our lives. Advent is a time for us to do the deep soul searching that oftentimes is required of all of us. Just like when we take rooms in our homes and pull everything away from the walls to give it a good cleaning. Preparing for the coming of Jesus requires that we clean our hearts, that we lay aside all the things that are dark and unwholesome, and we purge them away. So what needs to be cleaned up? What needs to be put right? Maybe even repaired in your heart for Christ to come and dwell there. A good place to start it with sins that we know that we do more out of habit than out of intention. Like, do you have a habit of lying? Perhaps it is a habit of drinking too much. It might be a habit of gambling when money is already tight, but you live in the delusion that you're going to make an easy break one day. While it doesn't seem like it, laziness can become a habit too. 
And if we are not doing the things which we ought to be doing, well, then sometimes that can lead to other vices. And once we start with these easy things, these habits, it's kind of like we've swept the floors and dusted the furniture. But now, what about the times that we do things that are not habitual, but we make the, the conscious choice to do evil, to do what we know we ought not do? The willful hurting of others with our words and actions, even, perhaps, because we feel like they have hurt, hurt us, and therefore they deserve it. Or the excluding of others because they're just not the popular ones in town. Or the stuff that we sometimes do when we don't think anyone is watching. We have to clean the room of these as well. But unlike the easy cleaning that happens, we sometimes have to do a deep clean of the room. The ones that require a ladder to get up and to clean the air ducts or to change the light bulbs or to wash the windows inside and out. And don't forget to clean the top of that bookshelf too. It sometimes takes great effort to make sure that everything is right, that everything is prepared. That everything is ready to receive our guest. As we all prepare for Christmas, and we all have the shopping, and I know we just finished Thanksgiving, but we have a whole fresh round of cooking and travel. We have parties and Christmas get-togethers. Don't forget to spend time in Advent, getting ready for Christmas. For a season of ramped up drive and hurry. A season when it seems to be full of nothing but blatant consumerism. Take the time you need to work on that room. That Christ will occupy in your heart. But remember as you clean. That eventually Jesus wants to lodge in the whole of your heart, not just to be subjugated to one room, but he wants to rule over the whole heart, which means the entirety of your heart must be cleansed. Something I have noticed when I clean my home is the room always looks so much better if the blinds are pulled back and more light is let in. While you're cleaning the rooms of your heart, be sure to draw back the blinds, to open the windows, and let the light of Christ dispel the gloom and darkness that only it, the true light, can bring. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.